0: Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105 one FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Nick Aschew will join us on the show at 2.30 to go around the NFL and pick some winners. Of course, Nick can be heard right here on 910 The Fan as part of BetMGM Tonight where they gamble On all the NFL action. I'll go around the NFL at 115 and rank every game. And then we've got AWOD Certified Game of the Week. Each week, Stub, I guarantee one game will be awesome for the viewers around the country. And we're going to need to do a little research here and look back on the first six weeks of the season. I'm pretty sure AWOD Certified Game of the Week has hit three times and I, missed three times. I know you got week one. I absolutely I know got you got week, week one. one. I mean, it was the best Monday Night Football game they've had in 20 years, and I called it. You called it. But then I was wrong week two. I think I bounced back week three, and it might have been a struggle the last few weeks. I, I might be lucky if I'm 500, but you know what? We fight for another down, <laughs> and uh, AWOD Certified Game of the Week will be today at 245. But right now, it's 1 p.m. here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, which means it's time for the Richmond Commander.
1: It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready folks? The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander.
0: And Odyssey Richmond is proud to be the home of the Commanders, the best place to get Commander's coverage here in town. Michael Phillips and I throughout the week, my MP on the mic from 10 to noon and me from 12 to 3, and then... We air every Commander's game on Sundays with a two-hour pre-game show and <clears throat> and postgame show. So the question of the day on the Richmond Commander, what should the Commander's game plan be versus the New York Giants? This is a team that offensively can't score the ball, right? They're last in the NFL, only scoring 71 points in six games. How about that math, Stub? What is that, like 11 points a game? It's not much. Run that by me again? 71 points in six games. You're yeah, my statistician. That's the twelve. 12 points a game. 12 points a game. If we can't score more than 12, we don't deserve to win, basically. Um, but you're also talking about a New York ch- defense that was really good last year, and they've come on strong in the last few weeks. They really had a good game plan against Buffalo. Josh Allen didn't have a touchdown pass until the fourth quarter. Um, so what changes should the Commanders make from the game plan they had against the Falcons and some of the game plans they've had earlier this season. Our friends at Rigos Rag came out with four changes they believe that would help the Commanders defeat the Giants. I'll tell you if Awad agrees or not. Number one, the Commanders should give Jahan Dotson yards after catch opportunities. I'm over Jahan Dotson already, all right? I'm not giving up on the guy, but my thing is is that Curtis Samuel has completely taken over his role in the offense. And Curtis Samuel's hot. He's already got two touchdown catches. Uh, you can hand the ball off to him. And honestly, it kind of seems like, to me, that Eric the Enemy has just chosen Curtis Samuel as the better number two wide receiver. He said, I don't care that Jahan Dotson was used a ton in Scott Turner's offense. I like a guy that can be a bigger weapon. And that's what Curtis Samuel has been. So I'm going to disagree that they need to give Dotson more opportunities. Target Curtis Samuel, it's working. Target Terry McLaurin. If I was going to argue for anyone to get more opportunities, it'd be Cole Turner, the young tight end. Number two, four changes the commanders should make against the Giants. Commanders should start Cornelius Lucas at right tackle. Look, I'll, I'll agree with them because Lucas... Played excellent at left tackle, filling in for Charles Leno, and Andrew Wiley just has not been the answer. Now, I don't know if Lucas has it in him to just make that switch from the left to the right side in one week, Uh, but maybe they use him as a backup right tackle and as a backup left tackle uh, this weekend to spell Leno or to spell Wiley uh, if they should get hurt at all or maybe just need a breather uh, at some point. Uh, But I will say Lucas filled in really well at left tackle. Commanders should run more high-tempo offense. Yeah, I'm with that. I've always felt like this season in particular, Sam Howell's at his best when there's two minutes left in the first half or two minutes left in the second half. He's really good at these scripted plays that he practices a lot in practice, right? And and so that's why if they're running more of a high-tempo offense, you'll get him back to the line quicker. Uh, You'll get him running more sets where he's going and getting rid of it quickly. And that's his biggest issue is when his first receiver's not open, he tends to hold on to the football. But in a high-tempo offensive situation and the, you know, the time's running out on the clock, if he has that in his mindset, then he might think, hey, I need to run or throw the ball away. I mean, you gotta try something to get him to take less sacks. The fourth change the commander should make, according to Rago's rag. Commanders should adopt more five-man defensive fronts. This is the Cinco package uh, that has been making a lot of headlines, and it worked out really well because of two players, John Ridgway and Casey Tuhill. Man, this defense is deep. You got F.A. Obata who's going to come back. Uh, They've got some playmakers there, and I think the more that you can have these guys as the five-man defensive front, the more it's going to help out this defense stop the run because that's going to have to be a focus against the Giants here. You can't let Tyrod, you can't let Saquon Barkley beat you. If Tyrod Taylor beats you with his arms, you kind of, you know, tip your cat and say, hey, he hasn't started a quarterback in a few years, got one start last week, and I guess he beat us with 300 yards passing. I will be very upset if Saquon Barkley has 100 yards on the ground. I need this defense to step up like they did against the Atlanta Falcons. And when you watch the film, like I watched the film, the five-man defensive front just made it impossible for Bijan Robinson to find a sliver of space for him to cut up field. There were no windows of opportunity for him to break out a big run against our Cinco front. Plus, Jamin Davis did a really good job of also helping out in the run. So it ended up being almost six guys right there with Cameron Curl coming up and making it a seventh. They dared Desmond Ritter to beat him with his arms. And you know what? He lost the game with his arm, throwing three interceptions and two in the final five minutes of the game. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. There has been some speculation about what the Commanders will do next year with the head coach position, right? I've told you guys all along, if Ron Rivera doesn't make it into the postseason, if he doesn't get at least nine wins, he's gone, no matter what. And if he's gone, I think the first guy I would like to have line up for the opportunity to get this job is Eric Bieniemy. Every audio piece that we play, every clip of Eric Bieniemy, he sounds like a leader. He sounds like a great head coach, but right now he's our associate head coach and offensive coordinator. But according to a New England Patriots insider, there's some speculation that Bill Belichick could end up being the next head coach for the Washington Commanders. I initially said, I'm all in on that, right? I I think Bill Belichick is unbelievable as a head coach. I think his defense is still flying around the field. The problem is, is that all around the NFL, the trend is a younger head coach. The Mike McDaniels, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Matt LaFleur's. I mean, look how Mike McDaniel has single-handedly changed the way the league runs their offense. They're all running these sidestep motion plays because of the success that the Dolphins had. And oh yeah, they already scored 70 points this season. Mike McDaniel was in Washington. We let him out the door. All right. We I don't think we should be going back to Bill Belichick. Going to a guy like Bill Belichick who's getting up in age. We need to be looking at a younger head coach. But here is the quote from uh, '98 Five, the Sports Hub in Boston. It's Mike Girardi. He says, "Quote: Bill Belichick still wants to coach. So I know there's been like this debate on. You know, Chris Sims put out. Like I don't think." He's that, you know, I want, honestly, I think if it's going to be bad, I want it to look like I was planning on coaching anymore. I wasn't planning on coaching anymore. Yeah, I think I don't think he'll want to go out this way. I think you want to coach. Like I said, I don't think you'd get much from him in a trade, but there are teams, sure. I think the Commanders would be a team that would be interested in Bill Belichick. Look, hiring Bill Belichick would would be an interesting move for the new ownership group, Josh Harris. It'd be a big splash. I don't know that that'd be the right move to make. I initially said, love Bill Belichick, but as I'm taking a step back now, you'd have to have Belichick keep Eric Bieniemy on the staff, and I don't think he's going to do that, right? Because he's never worked with him, and Bill Belichick always brings in guys that he's worked with in the past, and Bieniemy might want to leave to get his own head coaching job. So, if you were able to get Eric Bieniemy the head coach and Bill Belichick take a step back and be defensive coordinator, yeah, I'd be cool with that. But I think old Billy Belichick wants to be a head coach still in the NFL. And the Patriots might be so bad by the end of the year that they're in line to get Caleb Williams. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105-1 FM. NFL week seven begins tonight. Six teams are on by. This is the Bengals, Cowboys, Jets, Panthers, Texans, and Titans. So, Jets, Panthers, Titans fans, relax. Take a deep breath. Your team cannot lose the bye week, no matter how bad your quarterback is, no matter what kind of decisions your coaches make, you're fine this week. Relax and enjoy red zone as the NFL kicks off Thursday night with the Saints hosting the AFC South leading Jacksonville Jaguars. Sunday, get things going at 1 p.m. No international games with a juicy matchup between the Ravens and the Detroit Lions, a battle of first-place squads. And then, of course, the primetime game's a big one. The Sunday night football nightcap is the 5-1 Miami Dolphins visiting the 5-1 Philadelphia Eagles will break them down and give you my thoughts on every game right now here on NFL Hits. All right, and if you want to chime in, phone lines are open. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Thursday night football. The Jags at the New Orleans Saints. Give me a give me a two-star matchup for this. All right. Uh, I do think if Trevor Lawrence is healthy, the Jaguars win this game. But the Saints have been the biggest question mark this season, right? I mean, they've been up, they've been down, they've been hot, they've been cold. Uh, They got Alvin Kamara back in the lineup, and he was excellent. Then last week, he couldn't get anything going against the Houston Texans. Um, I'm hoping Kamara, I've got him on my fantasy squad, can get it going tonight. But I just have a feeling Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence will be successful on offense and get the win. Then we move to... The Miami Dolphins at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is obviously a three-star game here. This is two teams that are both 5-1, and one, both first-place squads. And really, I think a lot of points will be scored. All right, Miami can put up so many points offensively. Devon Achan's out, didn't matter last week. Raheem Moster stepped up. Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, Jalen Waddle's back healthy. And Tyreek Hill, who almost has 1,000 yards receiving already. After just six weeks, Eagles are going to need the tush push. They're going to need A.J. Brown. They're going to need Devontae Smith. And they're going to need Jalen Hurts to have a bounce-back game. I just think Miami's offense is going to be too good uh, for that Eagles defense. They've got a a good pass rush, so maybe they're able to get into the backfield and disrupt Tua and all that motion that they run pre-snap. But I think Miami probably wins this game something like 35 to 28 but definitely a three-star matchup must watch. Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks 405 on Fox. Mm. It's a no-star game for me. Seattle at home. If you're in the Odyssey NFL survivor pool, I would look into taking the Seahawks. They're great at home, even though they're just 1-1 one and one at home this season. The 12th man always makes a lot of noise. The Cardinals are 1-5. and five. Kyler Murray's not ready to go just yet. It'll be Josh Dobbs. Uh, they're also 0-3 on the road, and Seattle is picked to win this game by 8 points. I think the Seattle Seahawks win and cover the spread in a no-star game. Pittsburgh at the Los Angeles Rams, our friends at Sporting News. Believe the Steelers will get the upset. That's a 405 game on Fox from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. That's a two-star matchup there for your boy AWOD. I think you have to tune in and see what's going to happen with this Steelers team. They've also been a team that's been up and down this year. When they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they can still find a way to win because their defense is that good. They were Terrible offensively against the Ravens, still found a way to win that game and get to 3-2 and two, uh, on the season. Had the bye week last week, facing off against a Rams team that uh, looked really good offensively. I mean, Puka Nakua has been excellent. Matthew Stafford uh, looks right at home in that offense, and they had a get-right game against the Cardinals, winning 26-9. to I think the Rams get a victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go to the Vegas Raiders at the Chicago Bears. No thanks. It's not worth watching the Chicago Bears anytime soon. Uh, Vegas hasn't been much better, even though they just came off of an ugly win over the Patriots. I think the Raiders do win and cover uh, because just anybody but the Commanders can beat the Bears this season. Cleveland at the Indianapolis Colts line is one and a half. That's a two-star game for your boy Awad here. Um, P.J. Walker got the win for Cleveland over the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I think the Colts can win this game, though. No Anthony Richardson. He'll be out for the season. The Minshew Mania continues. But it's all about the rushing attack. Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor, how will they do against Cleveland's defensive front? Uh, I think they'll be able to find some lanes. I think they're going to run a ton, and it's going to be a low-scoring game that I've got the Colts pulling off the upset in. Bills at the New England Patriots. I mean, we're all waiting for Bill Belichick to announce he's going to retire or for Robert Kraft to announce that he's fired him. Patriots aren't winning any of these games, not any of these tough games against the Buffalo Bills anytime soon. Give me the Bills to win and cover. Commanders at the New York Football Giants. One star. Look, this isn't going to be an ugly game Uh, I am hoping that the Commanders can win. Our friends at Sporting News believe the Giants pull off the upset. Even though they're at home, it's Commanders minus one and a half. Um, Giants have always been tough for Washington, especially on their own turf. I think it's going to come down to the point of attack, right? Who can win the battle at the line of scrimmage? Can the Commanders' offensive line give Sam Howell enough time to throw? Can the Giants' offensive line open up some room for Saquon Barkley? Can they give Tyrod Taylor some time to throw against Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, John Ridgeway, and Casey Tuhill? Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Falcons at the Buccaneers. That's an interesting game. I'm going to give that one star. All right. Um, I'm interested to see how many more weeks the Falcons are going to go with Desmond Ritter. I said earlier this week I think Heineke would have beaten the Commanders. The Bucs are such an interesting team. I picked them last week to upset the Lions, and I was wrong. But I'm picking them this week as two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Falcons. I believe they do get the win. Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. One, two, three stars for AWOD in that game. Uh, That's a really good first-place battle. It's absolutely on the list uh, of a possibility for AWOD's certified game of the week. You just don't know if this is going to be a defensive game or a high-scoring game. The Lions have an incredible offense. The Ravens have an incredible defense. The Ravens' offense has been hit or miss. The Lions' defense has been hit or miss. I'm going to stick with the Detroit Lions, the Fighting Dan Campbells, Roaring Lions, to win this game on the road in Baltimore. Uh, Green Bay at the Denver Broncos. One-star affair in that game. Um... Denver has just been so ugly to watch this year. It feels like every week I, I tune into a Broncos game, they're down by a ton of points at one point. They slowly come back a little bit, but it just has not been a good team this year. They're 1-5. Russell Wilson does not look good. They're coming off of a 31-21 loss to the Jets and then a 19-8 loss to the Chiefs. They really struggle to score points. I would bet the under in this matchup here against the Green Bay Packers. It's not like they have a great offense. Over-under is at 45. Give me a pack to win, like 17-13. So take the under in that matchup. Chargers at Chiefs. I'm going to also give that a three-star matchup. That's a division rivalry game, and Justin Herbert has just been so close this year. I mean, it's just crazy to me how many close games the Chargers are playing and losing. Um... I'm not going to pick them to win this game, but I'd given it three stars because I think it will come down to the wire. This is a two and three Chargers team. Two and three. If you combine their losses, they've lost by eight points. They're within a touchdown of being undefeated on the season. So give me the Chiefs to win this game, but the Chargers to keep it very close. The over, uh, over-under is 48. I'll take the over, and I will take the Chargers to cover a five-and-a-half-point spread. I think the Chiefs win by a field goal. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105-1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105-1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833 804 0-9-10-8-3-3-8-0-4-0-9-10. there's a ton of really good college football games going on this weekend in the ACC got Clemson at Miami a big battle there in the ACC uh, both teams trying to you know bounce back from di- some disappointment earlier this season Duke Florida State 7:30 on ABC FSU trying to stay unbeaten in their hunt towards the college football playoffs and then locally here with UVA Traveling to Chapel Hill, North Carolina to face off against the 10th-ranked Tar Heels, undefeated 6-0 on the regular season. And throughout the NFL season, you guys know we go behind the enemy lines, find out the opponent the commanders are facing. Well, now we're going to go behind the enemy lines for the Virginia Cavaliers. Next opponent, the North Carolina Tar Heels with our buddy Rod Baxley on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, Rod?
2: Adam, what's happening, man?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Are we going to meet up in a few weeks for, uh, or excuse me, on Tuesday for ACC tip-off?
2: We will be, man. Welcome to crossover season. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a ton of fun. <laughs> so you've got to be feeling really good about UNC this year. It was a lot made in the offseason about quarterback Drake May and the team 6-0. and
2: yeah, obviously we knew Drake was was going to be really good after what he did last year, but the big question was about the defense. And so far, man, that defense has really turned things around in a big way. You look at what they're doing on that side of the ball, uh, there's bigger reason that Carolina's 6-0 and as Drake made at this point.
0: Yeah, so what's been the talk uh, around North Carolina now with UNC being undefeated? I mean, is there talk about... An ACC championship, a college football playoff opportunity, or is it just, hey, let's take it week by week? Did Rod just drop off Stubbs? See if we can get him back on the line. Phone lines are open, 833 804 833 So the game is set for 6.30 on Saturday. You can watch it on the CW Remember a lot of ACC games this year are on the CW if you have basic cable uh you should have that network. The 10th ranked Tar Heels, 6 and 0, 3 and 0 in the ACC coming off of a 41-31 thriller against Miami. The Cavs, UVA, the Hoos had were off last week. So Tony Musket some more cha- uh some more time to work on that shoulder and make sure he's 100% ahead
2: of this game. Rod, you back with us? Hey Adam, sorry about that man. Yeah. My uh, my fingers uh I accidentally hit the, the uh end button there so my bad yeah
0: did you hear my question though what's the talk around town right now
2: uh well as is the case with a lot of north carolina football fans in the past carolina's not handled success very well man i was looking at it this morning when they have a top 10 ranking going back to 2015 they're one in four uh going into big games so everybody's kind of waiting for that foot to drop kind of like it did last year with the four-game losing streak. But I'll be honest, man, it seems like this group doesn't have the warts that last season's team did. I I mentioned the defense earlier. Right now, they have the same amount of interceptions, nine as they had through 14 games last season. And right now, they're one sack away from matching their uh, season total from last season. So it's just been a complete 180 for the uh, Carolina defense, and I think that's a reason why they probably won't fade down the stretch this time.
0: I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. The Fan now at 105. one FM. It's Rod Baxley with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Follow him on social media. Rod Baxley covering UNC, Duke, and NC State for the Fayetteville Observer. And the South's oldest rivalry returns with UVA against... UNC, it's what is it, like the 128th matchup between these two schools here uh, started back in 1982. Uh, I want to get your take on the Tez Walker situation and and what happened for the NCAA to finally approve him and what kind of impact has he made for UNC?
2: Yeah, honestly, man, I think the NCAA finally realized uh, they were in a losing battle if they kept this up because Carolina was ready to lawyer up They had a couple of heavy hitters ready to go with action if the NCAA didn't change its tune. As far as the NCAA saying they provided new information from as far as I could tell, Carolina had provided all the information that was needed uh, from the point this became a problem. So just a terrible look for the NCAA. But over the last two games, you can clearly see why uh, UNC went to bat for this kid. I mean, obviously, you know, good or not, you don't want a kid to be in that situation. But then, when you see what he's done on the field, Drake Mace had seven touchdowns over the last two games, zero interceptions. I think he had five passing touchdowns and four interceptions in the first four games. So you can see the Tez Walker impact already as a vertical threat, and uh, it just makes this team even that more dangerous.
0: So UNC top of the ACC, tied with Florida State, three and zero in the conference, while UVA near the bottom, zero and two, and it's just it's just so. It's sad the way the cookie crumbles sometimes in college football. We've been talking about this all week with UVA. They could be 4 and 1 or 4 and 2 yeah. instead of 1 and 5. They should have beat JMU, blew that fourth quarter game. Had NC State on the ropes uh, against Brennan Armstrong had Boston College, had that game won as well. So, I mean, it's just crazy the way it happens here, and now they're 1-5 with not really a winnable game on the schedule. UNC-Miami, Georgia Tech-Louisville-Duke, and then, of course, the rivalry with Virginia Tech. What's been your take on Tony Elliott Season 2 with UVA?
2: Yeah, obviously a lot of the, the off-the-field turmoil, man. It, you, can't, you don't know how anybody's going to uh, react after a year like that. It's just just never happened. Uh, So you got to commend Tony for being able to handle that situation. But as far as the football field, you said it, man. I think they had leads in four of the six games, right? So this is a team that could have a winning record right now. And when you look at it, a team that's really got nothing to lose going into Carolina as I think a three-touchdown underdog, those are dangerous squads, man. So if you let them hang around and give them a little bit of hope, uh, you never know what's going to happen when you get into the latter stages of the second half.
0: Yeah, actually, lead in five games because they were up fourteen wow. nothing against Maryland before Maryland man. put up forty-two unanswered points. And I will say Maryland's a good program this year. They're coming off of a bad loss uh, to Illinois, yep. but uh, I-, I wasn't surprised that Maryland was able to defeat UVA. But uh, this matchup here, six thirty on Saturday, UVA at North Carolina. What's your breakdown for this game, man?
2: Yeah, I I did it today in my scouting report. I said, if you're Carolina, you want to get off to a fast start, go ahead and take the hope away. Uh, That way, when you get into the second half, you can rest some starters, get some backups there. So I I just look for the defense to continue doing what they're doing with creating takeaways and pressure. And then for the offense, you want to keep it humming, man. You don't want to have any letdowns uh, going into the latter stretch the second half of the season. So get off to a fast start uh take the hope away and uh get some uh good minutes for your backups in the second half or latter stages of the second half to prepare for uh the next game at Georgia Tech which has been a uh, house of horrors for Carolina in the past
0: how has uh UNC done against not just like teams that run the ball but UVA is known to do a lot of screen passes a lot of swing outs to the running back with Paris Jones Kobe Pace has a lot of pace they can hand it off to Mike Hollins as well how has UNC done against some speedy running backs
2: yeah well you look at the closest game Carolina's had it was the App State game and in that game App State's defense was really focused on limiting the passing game making Carolina run the ball uh, and then offensively, they leaned on the running attack in the short passing game uh, to get going. So that does seem to be the formula if you want to beat Carolina. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But like I said, the outstate game, game, uh, there's tape out there on how to, you know, give these guys trouble. Uh, so we'll see what happens.
0: Rod, always appreciate you taking the time. Fun to talk, uh, you know, football with you. And then I'll catch up with you next week. We'll be talking some hoops.
2: Yes, sir. See you next week, Adam.
0: Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105 one FM. It's AWOD and Stubb. Stubb produces the show. He also filled in, produced an MP on the mic today. It's been a long day for you, Stubb. Yeah, big, big day on the board for me. I know. Are you going to head home and... Make yourself a nice, nice meal, or are you going fast food tonight? It might be. I might be worth a treat. You yeah. know, some extra hours
1: today and tomorrow I should reward myself.
0: Yeah. Do you have a, a a favorite local watering hole or a local you know restaurant that you've been going to a ton?
1: Ariana's. Ariana, the Italian place yeah. I have gone every week since I've started working here. <laughs> what? And I get Is it they that got, good? They got like a ten-dollar sub. It's a <laughs> five-minute walk from my house. I love Italian food. Okay, They're, it's a little—it's a little small local place, so yeah. I like supporting them.
0: Well, we were talking about where you live, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right near Banditos. I, I love that spot. I
1: have been to Banditos twice now. Yeah. And I accidentally just by happenstance, there was a concert going both yeah, times right. and no one would serve us. <laughs> they said, yeah, go get a seat. You know, we'll be there for you. And so like the concert's on. The commanders were playing Thursday night and we we sat there for half an hour. And no one came, came up to you. So, so you we, haven't had the burrito. So No. So we went to the bar uh-huh. and we were like, can we order? And yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll bring it out. Yeah. And then they only brought two of our three meals. <laughs> I got like, I think I got like an enchilada. I didn't. I didn't know, and then well, we. I'll went... tell you,
0: the burrito is excellent. I've had it. I will, I will times. get it. And then, yeah. and
1: then we went again, and I could just feel that it was going to happen again. Like they were, they were crowded. There was like two bartenders. That's, that's the
0: problem with Banditos sometimes is it's really popular. Yeah. It's got a good it's got a good local crowd that that really likes that spot. Well, we're speaking of food. Uh I know the audience is getting a little hungry here. It's time for dude food on the fan. Dude!
1: Food! We are not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry.
0: Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? F- the most delicious food you've ever tasted. How did he there's all the flip- who loves food? Dude! Food! All right, so we should start Dude Food by thanking the good folks at Blue Bell Ice Cream. Blue Bell Ice Cream is based in Texas. They came all the way out here to Richmond, Virginia today just to have the folks at Odyssey Richmond try some of their new flavors. Now, I had the peppermint ice cream. It was delicious. I'll tell you this. I love a pink ice cream. Because uh, yeah. I like strawberry. So uh, people sleep on how much the, the looks of your ice cream matters. Oh, it's very important. Right. Yeah. So you got the, what was it called? I got
1: the Christmas cookie. That also looked good. And that had really a nice good. look to it. Yeah. What that, was it it? Looked, it? it was green. Yeah. It was green and it had some little cookies, had some chunks, had yeah. some colors around. I thought it
0: looked like gingerbread cookies, but you were telling me. And they they were nilla
1: wafer to me. Okay. That's the vibe I was getting from And them. that was a good taste? They melt in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good taste. Good ice cream, and you know, know ice cream is a big part of my life right now. Oh,
0: I know. And believe me, I don't usually have ice cream before twelve noon. uh, (laughs) but I I was ready to go back down for some more uh, of the frozen snacks. Yeah, maybe, maybe not
1: the best idea on an empty stomach for the day.
0: So you had the Christmas cookie. I had the uh, peppermint, peppermint, and then they had uh, another one down there. They had what was it? I don't Uh, know. Monster cookie dough, I think. And then they had like a. Uh, a cook just a regular cookie dough. Okay. they've come here several times with always great flavors they've one time brought a uh, doctor pepper ice cream oh, which I was loved delicious that. anytime they stop by i know i got to eat the ice cream yeah. like it doesn't matter what time of day they could come here at 5 a.m. i would eat the ice cream they were a little early on the jump with the christmas yeah yeah but you know <laughs> what, what? i bet they sell out before christmas yeah probably that, i mean it just looked really good and there's something about bluebell ice cream that it's the creaminess of it. It's really good, It right? was really good. I, I don't and know it's if soft.
1: I've, I don't know if I've had it before. Oh, really? And it was good. Yeah. Yeah, course. I've been, we've been on the Kroger brand. Yeah. You know, the cheapo. So it's good <laughs> to have like a nice, a nice, a nice cream.
0: Yeah, there we go. So thanks to Bluebell Ice Cream for, uh, for providing some really good dessert for us this morning. And shout out to Kent, one of our awesome sales guys here at Odyssey, for setting the whole thing up. What did you want to bring up on Dude Foods? I today? I wanted to
1: bring up yesterday, finish the show. Get in my car. Hadn't eaten. I go. Ah, let's get fast food. Haven't gotten fast food this week. Okay. Usually do like once a week. Head you turn, over.
0: You're tuning into turning into the fast food foodie here.
1: Head over to my favorite spot, Wendy's. I'm a Wendy's for lifer, <laughs> and I go because they have such great deals. And I go to get my four for four.
0: Okay. What the is the best... four for four? It's like
1: it's a it's a sandwich, uh-huh. four chicken nuggets, fries, and a drink for four dollars.
0: That's a pretty good the, deal.
1: The best deal in fast food. Is it, is it like a burger? It's, yeah, it's a burger. Okay. Yeah, it's a bur- or a chicken sandwich. You can choose. Okay. You can choose. I go. It's gone. They're no longer
0: There's, doing the four for four. It's not there. It
1: wasn't there. And and not so they they slowly were introducing <laughs> the five dollar biggie bag, which is just the same thing. <laughs> but it's five, and, and I. But looked, it's five dollars now. But it wasn't even. It was six. It was a six dollar biggie bag today, and they had seven dollar ones
0: too. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. Well, Taco Bell is in the news, so maybe you need to go to Taco Bell. They've added five exciting new menu items: the cheesy street chalupas, toasted breakfast tacos. I've always said I'm not going to get breakfast at Taco
1: Dude, Bell. Dude, Taco Bell's got to go breakfast. Really? Dude, the cinna- the cinnamon. Delights yeah, or but whatever that's like they're called. Dessert, oh my goodness! But
0: I, I don't. Is that you're eating that? in Look, the, the morning <laughs> you're eating that in the morning. Not
1: since college, which is was last year. But <laughs> 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 the, the worst thing at Taco Bell is their ground beef. So anything that doesn't have ground beef that they sell is is worth it. to All me. All
0: right, so large nacho nacho fries are coming, batter. Oh you yeah, fired for, the, fired up oh, for that. Oh
1: yeah, I went there last week because really? I so saw they were what back. What makes nacho I,
0: fries better than like? McDonald's fries. Would you take McDonald's fries or would you take nacho fries? I would fries? take
1: nacho f- I might think nacho fries might be one of the best in the business right now. It's the only one that's seasoned.
0: You really are No, a fast other, food. no other no other fast they, food fries season. are seasoned well and they they like you, toast them up so they're yeah, crispy. And
1: you can dip them in cheese. Yeah. They come with cheese to dip.
0: They're pretty good. I I would personally probably still take McDonald's over the uh large nacho fries. They also have nacho fries with vegan nacho sauce. I'm out. I'm out on yeah, anything that's, vegan. That's, no, thank you. I like the meats. Uh, crispy chicken nuggets. How is that not? How is that regular? How is that new? I yeah. don't think they have nuggets. Oh, they don't have nuggets? No. Oh, I guess it's Taco you're right. Bell. I'm talking about Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. Why did I think I was talking about Wendy's? You got I, Wendy's so, on my I, mind too much.
1: I'm always thinking about Wendy's. Yeah. It's, I don't trust them. Yeah. I tell you what. I I do not trust a Taco Bell chicken nugget. <laughs> not. But, I mean, they, they knocked out the fries, and yeah. that doesn't seem like their ballpark, so...
0: So it seems like you you're kind of um kinda of cash conscious here with some of the food oh, decisions yeah, you make. Yeah, pretty much. Do you ever spend money on cookies like crumble cookie?
1: No, not at I don't really spend money on desserts. Yeah. I that's do not my thing. Uh
0: I go to Salati Gelesti. Or Gelati Ooh, Celesti. I always a- mix up the name. It's right on the corner there. Yeah. My, with, I'm
1: with my parents. Oh, yeah, I'll okay. gelato it up. When your parents have their yeah, credit Yeah, when, when they're there and they take me <laughs> to Wood and Iron and then they want to go to gelati afterwards, I'm yeah. like, sure, sure.
0: So I told you this before the show. So last night I got a call from my mom at like 8 p.m. All right. And I'm like, what's my mom doesn't usually call me at this time. I'm cooking dinner and she's like, Awad So annoying. My mom calls me a wad now. <laughs> all her friends call me a wad too, right? I'm. Mom, you should just call me Adam. All right, I'm your little Adam. But she said I'm in Richmond. We had a some kind of a lawyer convention. There was attorney. There was something. You know, she's a big shot lawyer in D.C. There was some kind of a uh, convention in Richmond. Yeah. So uh, she was there all of her friends afterwards. Went to Get Tight Lounge um, to go out for drinks. And uh, she said I'm gonna go visit my son. Right. So she came over. I took her out to Pinkies for a drink. Okay. Pinkies is really fancy. Yeah. Great fancy spot. Uh, We had a couple really nice cocktails, and uh, I said, you know what? I could get an appetizer. So we got the meatballs. The meatballs. The meatballs. Love the meatballs. One issue, and this is an issue I have with many restaurants now, not just in Richmond, but all over the country, all right? We talked about the term yesterday, funflation. Funflation. I'm talking about breadflation. What happened to good old-fashioned bread being served, especially when we get an appetizer like meatballs? I had to ask for the bread. They didn't bring you the bread? No. And I've gone to several restaurants now, and the the, the bread is on the menu for like 2 or $3.
1: No way. Yes. No way. Bread is...
0: In 2023, bread is not free anymore. Who's going to pay for bread? People like myself that are carbaholics. I need the bread when I'm going to dip something.
1: When when Mexican restaurants start charging for chips, that's when you know America has turned (laughs) for the worst.
0: (laughs) Well, they're already charging you for bread in a lot of places. I mean, it's just... It's so frustrating because I used to fill myself up on bread, you know. Yeah, because then, then
1: you can get—you don't have to get an app. Yeah. you can get like you can pick anything. You don't have to get something that's that's filling
0: because yes. you got the bread. Yes, in 2023, you have to either ask for bread or pay extra. And they don't just offer it to you anymore. Next thing, it's going to be charged an extra for ice. This world sucks. Yeah, it's it's not fun. You you know what you have to do? You get, you got to learn how to cook yourself and be a chef at your own house. Groceries are so expensive. Like, I, there's nothing cheap anymore. No, I know. I, gotta, I go to the grocery store. Every time, it comes out to $78. 78. Every single time. It's yeah. too much. And then, buying... I, and then I go home, and I'm like, I don't want to cook any of this stuff. I leave it in the back of, in the back of my fridge. And that's pretty good. $78 that's not bad for I'm I mean how often you go once every week and a half two that's, weeks that's not bad yeah that's well, not bad you should see I'm I'm not just cooking you know I've also been yeah. going to don't look back and suboka all the other taco places in town but I don't get tacos anymore
1: I get burritos I when I door dash here yeah don't look back every time I've dashed. For them, so often, really, yeah, they well, they, they love they, my. They service. stay open
0: late, and what are people? You, are you looking at the order? People are getting, they're getting a lot of tacos, right? Yeah, now, obviously. Oh,
1: I always look at the people's order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I delivered. Do you judge Scooby- people? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait, let delivered. me hear. Let me hear
0: one of your judgy orders.
1: I delivered a twelve pack of Scooby Doo donuts yesterday.
0: Scooby Doo.
1: Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo donuts. Scooby Doo donuts from Krispy Kreme. Okay. That was a good one. And I wanted to say, <laughs> wanted to say that that. I don't know if it's the A Watt Army, but I got tipped good yesterday. Really? I got tipped good. Cuz
0: we talked about that yesterday. I'm not a good tipper on DoorDash apps. I am I'm, I'm upset with the delivery fees that are already making my damn payment way too much. And so, uh I'm not a good tipper, but I I told my listeners, if you see Christopher or Stubb delivering for you, tip him well. And what yep. kind of tip did you get? 10 bucks
1: on a Don't Look Back wow. delivery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a $15 order.
1: I know. It yeah. took, like seventy percent. They, they just got like a dia and some tacos. Oh my goodness! I was cheese. And you, did you deliver I was it? Cheese? To, did
0: you deliver it to the door? Yeah. what? What they well, looked like when they, they opened they the they door? They were
1: they were on Monument. Uh huh. So like not uh, hard to get to the door. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Did a I did a dorm delivery. Those are always weird. Oh really? Yeah. For VCU. Couple, yeah, VCU dorm.
0: Oh my god, that must at be at a the, rich student. I was not doing delivery apps. I was yeah. going to raisin Cane. Back,
1: back in the back in the burg, I did a couple couple dorm deliveries really? those are always annoying so with do you parking. have to get like
0: swiped in yeah I like I'd
1: I, like, <laughs> <laughs> like kind of stood at the door and then someone walked in so I walked in and, and they're there's, like man the,
0: you're kind of tall th- for a there's freshman there's a lady
1: at the front desk I, this is how tall I was <laughs> as a freshman I, I wasn't growing in college
0: <laughs> oh that's a good story I'm Adam Epstein you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM if we missed any local food news here on Dude Food you can always tweet us at 910 The Fan At AWOD Radio or call in phone lines are open 833-804-0910.